Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. A little bit better than myself and Sir Is that actually true? Because you've definitely been woken up with a bad smell in the room. See, that's the thing. You know, I've, I've smelt men's horrific yeah. farts I've yeah, been woken up by, by them but I don't know if that's because they've made a noise and I have or else <laughs> I haven't really been asleep in a deep enough sleep and also I think I, I could be completely wrong with this one but I think when there is smoke say if it was like a house going on fire I think if there's smoke doesn't that put you into I, a deep I thought you sleep? meant I thought you meant the fart if there was smoke coming out of the fart wow that no, is on but I a did, different level altogether. I did hear about a person that we both know whose boyfriend, we talked about this last year, he farted and the um, smoke detector went off. Did it actually though? Was that even it possible? Did. Apparently it did, yeah. It wasn't the smoke detector, it was the... Um, Carbon oh, monoxide. What's it called? Carbon monoxide, yeah. <laughs> Carbon monoxide oh, alarm went off because it was that potent. Oh, I don't know if you've ever been woken up by the smell of the person you're sharing the room with. Uh, I'm torn about this one because I've definitely woken her up with, oh, you know, a Guinness fart and a th- oh, one on the way home. Stop. Horrific, horrific. You wake up the whole estate just by it seeping through the walls and people going. Like oh, that. But then again, you know, some, have you ever stayed in? Have you ever stayed in a hostel with like eight other people? And when you wake up the next morning. You can't really smell anything different. You've kind of your nose is acclimatized to the disgusting filth that you're in, and everyone else's body odors is merged in. But like you go out of the room for a shower, and then you come back in, you realize, oh mother of God, what have I been sleeping in? So maybe, do you know, I've never slept, I've never slept in a dormy thing. What? I've only stayed in a private room in a hostel. <laughs> oh, hello, I said she doesn't do the dorms. Keep me away I, from the common folk. I paid the extra five euro to go, to have my own bedroom. Now I share the bathroom, fair enough, but I didn't share the bedroom. You've never God, shared no. a hostel. You've never shared like a dorm room with like eight or ten other people. No, never. But you're missing out on life experiences. Some no, crazy stuff happens. No, my in friend dorms. said that she was she did that, and some of the stories horrific. Coming from some men. Of them are funny though. Some of them are funny though. Yeah, they might be funny, but not all of them. No thanks. So you, you'd never, you'd never do that. No, Book never. Book into the one of the hostels in town. You can s- sleep over for a night in a room full of twenty <laughs> other people. Be a bit of crack. We'll, we'll send you with a microphone. I don't think I'd come out alive. No. Can you imagine. <laughs>
Well, listen, Rachel, uh, that was correct and right. Apparently, we have no uh, sense of smell. If you're going to bed this evening, though, test that out. If you can test it out for us and let us know tomorrow on the show how it goes. Uh, 0876797104. Still to come on the show, how you can make yourself a bit of extra money. Um, we'll be chatting to... Uh, we'll be chatting to Tom from the SaveTheStudent.org website who teaches you how to make a little bit of extra money when you were all broke. And I know no one's in college at the moment, but we could all do with figuring out how to make a little bit extra money. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Good evening. It's Cormac and Saoirse here in FM 104. Oh, it is. Now, we have missed an iconic, I would say this is iconic, shredder, story that needs to be shredded because this has happened oh. to me before as well okay uh, this, this has come in yeah from who this come in from alan all right our sorry friend alan uh just before you go on, on to that just if you've just tuned in and you don't know what the shredder is uh, we steal it well usually when we're back in the office we steal the shredder from gary and sales and then we allow you to nominate and sacrifice things in your life that you just don't want anymore things that have annoyed you or done your head in and now uh, we shred them here. Now we're kind of setting them on fire because I'm in my front room beside the fire here and uh, Saoirse is at home. So we can do that. If yeah. we, we, we will burn things all night for you. Any excuse to play with fire responsibly. So uh, you can drop us a message, a DM, a WhatsApp, whatever, and we will do it for you. But what, what's, what's up with Alan? Alan, what's going on in your life? So this is horrible. So Alan said, can we please put gone off milk in the shredder? Right? Somebody in work swapped the lids on the milk and I poured what I thought was the fresh milk into my coffee and got a plop rather than a pour. Is there anything worse? Now, I've never seen someone change the lids and I've seen, obviously, there's going to be gone-off milk that no one bothers to throw out that's still in the fridge. But, you know, usually people aren't that bad that they will swap around the the lids. But there's nothing worse than you pouring yourself a coffee. Sometimes this happens when I have one tea bag left. Pour in the water, oh, stir in the, the tea bag around. You go and you, you don't even think of smelling the milk or checking it. You just go for it and a big plop of gone off, disgusting, stinky cream. Ugh. Not yeah, th- that's one of the worst feelings in the world, especially if you go and test the milk and you have to, you know, you bravely smell it, and you're there going. Yes. Oh. And sometimes if you get it, it's gone off and you get away with it. Have you ever, has has anyone ever accidentally like taken a full slug of out of the milk carton in the fridge and realised oh, far, far too late that the curdles in your mouth are in fact gone off? Whoa. I haven't actually Disgusting. tried that now before because I'd never drink out, out of the carton anyway. Even if I, you know, I live on my own. If, if I was here, I wouldn't do it. Certainly, well, would, you drink, would you drink a glass, not even a pint, a glass of gone off milk for 20 quid? Uh, no. No, I wonder I if, if it's healthy for you. I wonder, you know, if you're a nurse or a doctor or a nutritionist who might know the answer to that question. Is drinking gone off? Okay, it's probably implied in the gone off. It may not be the best thing for you. But, like, it wouldn't kill you. Like, if Saoirse drank a glass of gone off milk, she'd be grand, I'd imagine. Would I, though? I could get, um, what's that called? Sick? No. Violent, Does aggressive it, diarrhea? It, yeah, but isn't there, a, a not an infection, what's it called? Not... It's not food poisoning, but it's something else that's in the milk. I can't remember the name of it. If any doctor or, or nurse is listening, let me know what that is because I can't think of it. But I think it is kind of dangerous. Like, you can end up in hospital. Because if I'm vomiting so much after drinking it or if it's coming out the other end, I'll just get dehydrated and I'll be severely dehydrated and then I'll have to go to hospital. you got to drink more milk. Oh, it's sticking off milk Look, again, I've, damn it. I've had one hospital trip this year so far already and I'm going to try and stay out of hospital 
for the time Bring being. your uh, hospital club card, build up the points, make it a free operation. Seriously, at Ooh, this bit. stage. Have you got your club card? <laughs> I do. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, now, Alan has also said in relation to dreams. Okay, this right, is really okay. weird. Yeah. I've had a dream about something that was happening in real life. There was a hoarding beside my bedroom. The apartment block was still a building site and it was coming down with a very loud creaking noise. In my dream, it was a building collapsing that was making the noise so I knew I should wake up and get moving sharpish. I screamed in my dream at least three times to myself to wake up but I couldn't move. Fourth time I screamed, I broke out of sleep to hear the hoarding crash down beside my room. In his dream That's or in real life? In real life. But he was dreaming this and he oh, couldn't yeah. Yeah. move. Oh, that is so creepy. But you, I take it you weren't hurt or anything, Alan, were you? That was just obviously demolition um, work going on next door? That was just kind yeah, of just I'm, very I'm loud assuming. and very intimidating? Yeah. Maybe after all this time, Alan's been a ghost and he's just been ghost texting us in here and we're like, oh my God, wow. But he obviously Although, heard it outside or knew it was happening incorporated it into his dream and then when he was in the middle of it he couldn't actually get out I've done that I've had um, I've incorporated dreams and uh, things I'm listening to into dreams so I think I fell asleep one night watching Breaking Bad years ago and was dreaming about Breaking Bad I I used to listen to this uh, podcast a lot uh, Hardcore History by Dan Carlin and his episodes it's just him talking about random things in history right but they're like six and seven hours long so you'd listen to it and it'd be great to put you to sleep but you know, you're in that kind of lighty, kind of half awake, half asleep kind of vibe. Yeah. And he's just talking away to you. And now you're just having dreams about being at the start of World War One. And you're like, wow, this is trippy. You know, have, have you never done that? Have you ever dreamt about either things you've been listening to or watching? Yeah, I think I have. But I, like more so when I'm reading that horrible nightmare of a dream that, that Alan sent in is that uh, torture when you can't move. So I've been in a situation where a dog has been chasing me in my dream and I've been stuck. I can't get away. And that's a terrifying feeling. Or screaming and no one's hearing you. Awful. Well, delve deep inside your mind so you can figure out all of what's going on there and figure it out. No, thanks to those. We were chatting with uh, Dr. Jennifer Wilder a little earlier on about crazy dream things that happen. Um, But yeah, Alan, thanks for those. Disgusting e-milk stories. Uh, on the way, uh, good news. If you're sick and tired of all these annoying vloggers constantly uploading stuff that's a little bit pointless, uh, there's a certain... Uh, I sh- I'm going to say animal. Insects are going to be the world's latest vloggers. I'll give you... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Good evening, what's the crack? If you're tired of the same old content on Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat, the same kind of sponsored posts, the same, I don't know, generic fitness videos and travel videos, and you're looking for something, looking for something different. Great news. Beatles are going to start vlogging. Woo! Be- Beatles. Tiny the little insect things that beetles. don't die. Yeah. The ones that when you f- knock their head off, they don't actually go anywhere. They just Do grow they another die? head back. Well, I'm, not a, I'm not a beetle murderer, so I don't know about your sad, sadistic ways of murdering poor beetles that are just trying to make it on the internet and set up their own YouTube channels and make content that's informative and entertaining for people who like beetles. I must try my racket, see if it works. Oh, yeah, your murder racket. Yeah. Your serial killer swing thing. What Between is it again? Between me and Susan. This is a racket. <laughs> Electric racket. Yesterday, actually, 
sorry for interrupting there. We were watching TV, me and Susan, and uh, there was a fly on the screen, and I didn't know whether to get her to get the fly and potentially yeah. scratch the screen, or should I try and racket it down? So we took a few minutes to have a little discussion, and uh, we thought it was best that she got him instead. Oh, good, good. So that was all sorted. Uh, the electric all racket, sorted. by the way, is a great name for an indie band. Yeah, it is actually, yeah. Can you see the electric, electric racket? racket? They sold out Whelan's last night, so they're huge. <laughs> and they can be really annoyed. I knew the electric racket before they got big, and now they're playing main stage with EP <laughs> virtually because they're not allowed to have concerts anymore, but I was there. And then someone's uh, going to ask me where the name came from, and then I'll say that I'm actually uh, an insect killer. Oh, yeah, then they won't like you at all. Like, well, no. I thought electric racket would be into their veganism and animal welfare, and you're just a murderer. But then you're going to realise that we're going to be eating insects in the next few years, so... Oh, we'll have to, yeah. You know? All the, animals would, all the animals would be dead. Would have eaten them all. Wrecked the planet. I'm just trying to Googling so, generic indie songs. Now, hang on a second. Can we just go back to the fact that Beatles are going to be the new Instagrammers? Do we have to pay pay them, like, money to sponsor stuff? And what oh, yeah, yeah. They'll be, doing, like, they'll be doing travel guides of different uh, <laughs> holes in your wall. And just taking their camera crew in here goes, so how many guys have been asking me about this vent over your bed? We just checked it out. No, what has actually happened is uh, researchers in the University of Washington, in a fancy robotics lab, have created what is arguably one of the smallest cameras, one of the smallest cameras, the smallest terrestrial autonomously powered robot with wireless vision. They've created tiny little cameras that they can mount to the back of the beetle's body and then just let it off into the wild, and it'll record what it's doing. Why does anybody want to see that? You know what? They didn't answer that, okay? They just said, <laughs> you know you know who needs a camera? <sighs> Beatles. Beatles, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, uh, how would they even be able to hold a camera? Oh, it's glued to their back. Yeah, but, like, their back is so tiny. I know, yeah, but it, it, it weighs 250 milligrams, I think. Like, it's tiny. It is absolutely tiny. It only it'll record five frames a second, low resolution, black and white only. So they've gone for the kind of old school black and white filter as opposed to maybe something a little bit more retro like XX Pro. Is it just me or does anyone else feel that the thoughts of a beetle with a camera on its back makes it a little bit cute? <laughs> oh, there's a little beetle going on its holidays or taking a picture of this poop. I'm going to roll down the hill now. Ooh. Yeah, like if I had two beetles from the same family, two disgusting, horrible beetles that would just yeah. randomly come out from under my pillow when I'm on holidays, and you tell yeah. me, oh, no, no, one of them has a little a little camera on his back, then I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cute. No, it doesn't have like a little camera strap, and he doesn't have a little fanny pack on him and a hat. <laughs> and he's if not he lost. did, though, how cute. Little he's food. running around with a map in his hand going, oh, I thought this was the toilet. This isn't the toilet. Oh, God, we're lost. Um... Uh, no, so they just wanted to produce a tiny, tiny camera that would also help, I don't know, document the lives of uh, Beatles and see what they get up to. Maybe I mean, figure out more about things that happen. It'd be more interesting than seeing uh, someone try and sell me a lip kit. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, you'll be able to maybe watch the funny lives of... Uh, Beatles very very shortly but here's the thing you could get a little bit nefarious and crazy with this because if you owned a beetle farm and you hated someone could you then put little cameras on the back of them 
and one infest their house with uh, beetles, which would be disgusting, but surely there's going to be surveillance concerns where you're now going to have secret agent beetles who are sneaking into places. No one's going to really pay much attention to them, but they could be recording Oh yeah, what you're up to. Yeah. And they're so tiny that they'd fit into little cracks that you might not see them. There you go. They're already, you know, painted black. Painted black. They already are black. So in the nighttime, you probably wouldn't see them that well. And they'd be taking photos of you already sleeping. Yeah, that's a bit creepy. They'd yeah. take photos of you having an affair. Oh, my God. Yeah, how did you find out? My beetle friend, my private eye beetle detective man. Hired Can't a beetle. You? Jeez. Yeah. I hired a beetle and that's what I did. Oh, what's this music now? This is the electric racket. This is the band, the electric racket. Oh, th- there is a band called The Electric Racket? No, there's not, but this would probably be the music. Hey, we're The Electric Racket. Great to be here. Longitude. This is our song. I, I think they'd be more techno I think they would be more techno wouldn't The Electric Racket be? Hang on a second. You've just stolen my name. And now you're oh, no, creating yeah. a band without me. I am, yeah. Sorry about that, Sergio. But listen, all good bands need um, that kind of struggle and strife at the start of their band story. You know, um... Not Gwen Stefani. Who's your one in the Black Eyed Peas? Oh, Fergie. Fergie. She wasn't the original band member. A lot of rock bands have gone through numerous drummers and bass players. Wasn't there a sixth member of Boyzone who just never made the cut? Was there? Yeah, I think so. I think there was six members oh, I didn't see him on the Boyzone. Late Late Show. No, Dancing. I think that's where he was, yeah. Oh, Writing's so. not that easy. God. Yeah. I think there was. I think there was a sixth member of, of Boyzone. Look, you stayed else? for him. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think, this would be more electric racket music. Hey, we're electric racket. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, it's Tuesday in Wheelands. He'd have the same length hair as me. Yeah. The lead singer. Song. Yeah, this is our song, Flower Leads. Can we oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. maybe a bit better, but um, there we go. The, the, we're, so we're putting together an electro indie band called The Electric Racket. If you want to play a part in it, if you can do anything at all, uh, 0876797104, we'll see. We could take it off. We could really take off at The Electric Racket. It's going to be it's going to be big, going to be huge. It's going to be huge. We don't need a drummer, though. There wouldn't be a drummer in Electric uh, Racket. Oh, no, we no, there would be. He'd be playing the pads. He'd be playing, no. like, the uh, fake drummy pads. Yeah, but not a proper drummer drummer. I know, but we're new age now. His drum kit can fit on the size of a phone. He just plays the drums off his phone. That's what he does. Okay, perfect. Actually, yeah, there doesn't need to be any talent in this band. Oh, God, no. That's not the secret. So you just kind of stand there and improvise, look kind of emotionally unstable, <laughs> and play a, a pretend guitar. And I'd have be your heavily hair intoxicated kind of, as well. That could be great. Have your hair, yeah, exactly. Have your hair kind of hiding your face and always oh, look down. yeah, and look real moody. Look real moody, yeah. Then you might sell out. I think we're on something here. I think I we're think definitely so on something. These are songs maybe we could play. We'll have to figure out our style, but like maybe something like this. Unless you you just on stage clicking your fingers, Sersha. Oh yeah, that's a tough job. Look, I'm gonna try and do it now. I couldn't click my fingers for years. I only learned about two years ago. <laughs> now I'm actually really? good. Go on, give yeah. it a go. Lovely. Now, they're not very strong, you know. They're a bit weak. Yeah. They'll do. They'll do for the band. Yeah, so there you Again, go. Again, you don't need to know how to do that. It'll all yeah, be you recorded. Can just make it up. You just have to press a button. And then we yeah. might even stick in your foghorn in the background. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, Electric Racket always kicks off their gigs with the uh, air horn sound effect. So that's that's what we're about. We're really uh, core to the music here, loyal to our music and loyal to our fans. Let us know if you want to be in the band. The Electric Racket coming soon to a gig near you on the way next. Which ear are you able to he- hear better in in general? Not just because one's been damaged, but in general. What ear is better suited and better able to hear just in general let us know if, if you think you know which one it is you have a 50-50 chance anyway so it's not too bad uh, music from Lewis Capaldi on the way next FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue visit our flagship store in Tala or get free delivery at playblue.ie quick question for you Saoirse what is the most disgusting exercise in the world? The most disgusting exercise. All exercises are absolutely disgusting. But now, listen, listen. Some exercise, more exercises are more disgusting than others. But which one, you know, is the worst? Is the most horrible exercise that you can ever be asked to do? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I would say a plank. I, I think I could come up with one that you would hate worse than a plank. Really? Okay, does a plank oh, yeah. or maybe... Um, I've never done like a spinning class before because they're very hard and they're horrible. So I think a spinning class, something where you're very active. No, no, I'm talking about an actual like exercise. It's a bodyweight exercise. It's a movement that you you can do. And if you do it, it's just disgusting. And I think it burns um, the most calories per, per minute, I think. But it's just so hard you, you wouldn't last most calories per hour you would definitely not last more than two or three minutes doing these okay do you know what's also really hard that people uh, underestimate as being hard when you have to do a, a leg lift you know on the ground if you're just lying straight across and that's you called have to walking lift your leg. no when you're lying straight across yeah you're lying yeah. lengthways like and on then your you have back. one leg no on your side I'm literally oh. doing it and going away from the mic because I'm trying to so you're leaning on, on your side Should and then you're lifting the, the leg up. Go yeah. on, do it there. Yeah, we can all see. I am. I'm do- okay, I'm doing it here now, right? So you have to, I'm not on the ground, but you lift your leg up as high as you can and you hold it. Oh, mm. that's painful. That's a horrible feeling. 
But again, I don't think it's worse than this. This I would say this is universally uh, universally hated by everyone, this particular a squat? Uh, no, but it kind of combines the squat and it combines the plank. Oh, I know. Uh, 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 what do you call them? A yeah. jump squat. Nope. Close. Getting closer. Uh, see, I'm not very good at this now because I'm not very good in the gym. Um... Uh, so it's not a jump squat, it's not a squat, and it's not a plank. It's the main, it's just the main horrible one. I'm Is sure it's you're the screaming thing that at the you radio. Jump up, you jump up and you get down into a plank and you jump back up again. That's the one, Is that yeah. it? What's yeah. that called? Well, what's that called? What's that called? A Bernie or something, is it? <laughs> a Bernie. What is it? Uh, how are you burning? Like it begins I mean, with, I think it begins be with really a B. Annoying. Yeah. 20 it, Bernies. It burns your legs. Is it not a Bernie? <laughs> the thing where you jump... The thing where you jump up and down and then you go into a plank thing. <laughs> it Bernie? burns your legs. It, yeah, it's a Bernie or thing. <laughs> Bunley? A Bunley. Yeah, it's called a Bunley. A Bernie. A, bu- a Bumley. Is it a Bumley? Do, do, do 20 Bernies and then we'll go into a few Margarets and then a few Sandras and then a Declan <laughs> and then we'll I've be ne- done. I've never done this before. I've seen it happen. I think it, um, what was the fitness guy that was doing uh, the, the videos on FM 104 during lockdown? The girls were telling me that the, the girls were telling me that he, he, one of the guys anyway made them do this and it was really good. Those jumping a, things. A, a Bernie. No, it's called a Burpee. Oh, a burpee. Okay, fair enough. I was close. You were close. Do you know why it's called a burpee? No. Any guesses? Because it makes you burp? No. (laughs) I thought it was a burnie because it makes you burn, and I thought it was a bumly because it incorporates your bum into the movement. Is it not not a bad guess? No. Uh, oh, is it to do a farting? No, 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 not at all. Oh, then I've the guy who the guy who invented it, I think his name was something bur- burpy. Oh, well, that's very uninteresting. There you go. No, the reason I'm telling you this now is the burpee. I would say is the most universally hated exercise on the planet, just because it's so exhausting. If you do a full proper one where you're standing, um. You're standing and then you basically have to jump onto the ground, put your legs back, do a press up, jump back up and then like jump up into the sky. So it's horrible. It's like doing a squat oh, thrust hang on press a second. up. I thought it was you jumped up, you just jumped down and you jumped back up. Like you, you didn't actually do a press up. Oh yeah, a full one is chest to the ground. So oh. the full one is you jump, you, you jump your legs back, chest to the ground, push yourself back up, then get up to your feet and then do a jump. And then you repeat. So that's a full, full burpee. All right, okay. Yeah, I guess, I'm, I mean, I've never done it. I'm sure it's horrible. Mm, yeah. Any, any exercise I've done is horrible, though. You know, even walking. I, I actually said to myself, she'll go for a walk today. <laughs> and I put the sun cream on my face, Factor 50. You should always wear Factor 50 in the sun. And I got everything ready. I even put on a tracksuit to go for a walk. And then I sat on the couch. So not a particularly active day? No, I wouldn't say so, no. 
Yeah, so it turns out the guy, the guy who invented this, Royal Burpee, this is this actual dude's name, invented this back in the 1930s. The Royal Burpee wasn't even around before then. Was part, he was doing a PhD in, uh, in exercise physiology at Columbia University. Royal Burpee, a dude's name was something Burpee. Would you be well? Anyway, how many of those Burpees do you think you could do in 12 hours? I don't think I could do one because I can't do a press-up at all. Like, my ar- arms just collapse. Right, okay. Well, let's say you didn't do the, the press-up part of it and you just did the jumpy back, jumping up thing. Uh, I'd probably be able to do maybe two before I faint. Right. Um, some A firefighter in North Carolina is after unofficially breaking the Guinness World Record. So Guinness have not yet signed off on it as of yet, but according to him, he has broken the world record for the most amount of burpees in 12 hours. This is disgusting. Why you would want to do this, I have no idea. But if you've ever been forced to do a burpee, can you imagine doing burpees for 12 hours straight? What? 12 hours good. straight? Is he insane? Uh, he, he looks a little bit insane, but guess how many he did. So he had 12 hours to beat the record. Oh my God, I'd say he has no arms or legs left. I'd say no. thousands. 5,000. Oh, you're, you're not too far away. What is it? You're not too far away. Drop us in a WhatsApp or a DM. 0876797104. This firefighter, North Carolina, he is after breaking the world record. Unofficially yet. Guinness hasn't signed off. They're going through their mounds of paperwork that they have to do at the moment. So it's an unofficial uh, world record of the most amount of burpees in 12 hours. Just think, how many would you be able to do in 12 hours? Maybe, maybe, could you do 100 an hour? Would you be able to do 100 an hour? I mean, ask yourself that question. I know, I'm trying to imagine how, I'm trying to remember how tough it is to jump on the ground, do like a precipice thing, come up. Could you, could you do 100 an hour? You could do like in blocks of 10. Would you get 10 blocks of 10 done in an hour? I would presume so. So then you could do 100 an hour, 12 hours, you might do 1,200. Now, you I mean, probably wouldn't, but. That's horrific. Even the It's horrific. That. Yeah. I mean, does I it really make a difference? To anyone's life? No. Well, as in the exercise itself. No, but like, you're going to look unbelievable if you do that. You're going to look tired, I'd say. Emotionally drained. That's what I mean. I mean, if you were sitting on the couch, you're probably going to look rested and maybe a little bit more plump. <laughs> Whereas you do your thousands of burpees and you look like you just came out of a bin. You lo- you do your royal burpee there now. A horrifically bad exercise. Maybe you're doing them today. Maybe you're doing them in the gym. Uh, how many do you think the world record is now? Uh, it's in and around the 5,000 mark. We'll give, I'll give you that. 0876797104. 12 hours doing burpees. What's the world record? If you think you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. What's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. I'm about to reveal now the uh, world record for the most amount of burpees done in 12 hours. It's the unofficial world record. It hasn't been verified by Guinness yet. It probably will be, but a disgusting amount of burpees. Burpees, that exercise where you're going to jump onto the ground, do a press, jump back up, jump, clap your hands over your head kind of thing. An exhausting, an exhaustingly disgusting exercise that no one ever wants to do. A firefighter in North Carolina decided that he would try and break the world record and spent 12 hours doing it. Nick Christopoulos was his name, 30-year-old, and he trained... Uh, he trained for a couple of couple of weeks, couple of months doing this in the firehouse, and has apparently unofficially broken the world record. So, guess how many he did, Sir? So I said five thousand. I'm going to say six thousand four hundred. 
No, no, you were closer with the five. He did 5,297 burpees in 12 Ugh, hours. Like, that's Ugh. sick. You know, I say, uh, I try out these numbers as if, you know, it's not a real person doing this. Mm. Like, when you think about it, 5,200 of those painful things where I honestly probably couldn't do five. They're really, they're probably one of the hardest exercises, at least the hardest bodyweight exercises that you can do. Just, you get so gassed doing them, it's ridiculous. So he did 5,297 uh, in 12 hours, which equates to 441 burpees an hour. Wow. And divided by 60? That's absolutely he did seven. He did seven burpees a minute. I mean, you could probably do... Could you do seven burpees a minute? You might be able to initially bang out seven in 60 seconds, but to be able to do seven in 60 seconds for 12 hours straight, yeah, is something else. He obviously, he's probably started off. I'm just trying to think how long... He might have done, like, probably double that, I'd say, and then started tapering off and maybe took a few breaks in between. But there you go. Could you do 441 burpees an hour for 12 hours straight? Disgusting. No, I just could not do that. Absolutely unbelievable. disgusting. Yeah. Unbearable. Uh, unbearable, indeed. You do 20 and you'd be an absolute bit. So <laughs> there's some, I don't know. I, again, I don't even know wh- why he wanted to do it, but he did it nonetheless. There you go. 5,297 burpees. If you thought your your 60 seconds of burpees that you are doing this evening at boot camp was bad, try uh, try that. Try 5,297. You can just feel, I can feel the burn in his legs and his whole body doing that. It's absolutely uh, horrific. But on to more... On to more relatable things like sitting on your hole watching things on Netflix. Uh, are you currently watching anything worthwhile? Are you currently binging anything? At the moment, you know what's really weird? I decided that I obviously am a huge fan of Jack Whitehall that I will look at some of his stand-up comedy. So it was on Netflix, flicking back, and then I realised he has a, a series of him travelling around with his dad. And it's the funniest thing I have ever watched. If you haven't watched it, definitely, definitely have a look at it. I think it was back I, I, from... I definitely haven't, but I'm kind of... Just with that, I'm like, did he not kind of lift that from Baz going around doing stuff with his mum? I think he did it before, Baz. I don't think he did. I definitely don't think he did. That came out after Baz's Shamway show. Okay, I love Baz and all, but like, Jack is funnier. <laughs> he is, though. Whoa. He's hilarious. Whoa, Jack- controversial. Jack I'm on Team Baz here. Baz, I'm staying with the Irish. Saoirse gave up her O, she took the soup, and now she's just a dirty West Brit, and none of us like her anyway. No, I, lo- I love him. I think he's so funny. And it's just the relationship with his dad, because his dad had him at a much later stage in life. So his dad is 76, and he's, what, late 20s? And they're backpacking around, and his dad's very posh, and it's just really funny to see his reaction um, the right. whole time. And, yeah definitely worth a watch but that's what I've been binging on at the moment uh, I started watching The Reckoning on Netflix I don't know if you've watched it but uh, no. it, it's definitely one definitely one if you're looking for a series to binge um, and because there, there isn't we're going to run out of series now because nothing is being filmed at the moment um, if you're looking for something to watch and binge it's a murder it's a serial killer murder mystery and it's very very good oh that sounds good that sounds interesting but Again, like, I think it's different when you live with somebody. When you're living with somebody, you can kind of watch those things together. Oh, God, it, you should just, not watch this, actually, because the victims in this are all women around your age with the same see, hair colour. Do, do you have any tattoos? No, I don't, actually. Oh, you don't? Well, then you'll be all right. But, yeah, I can imagine it'd be a little scarier. 
temperature. Yeah, so I, I, I can't even think of watching that. And if I did watch that the weekend with somebody, that would be in my head for the whole week and I'd be freaked out. So I try and just stay with happy things. So if you think too long and hard about like a serial killer <laughs> being in your gaff. Stop it. Oh my God, I'm, I'm broadcasting from the attic right now. There's a door that I don't know where it leads to right beside me. And I don't know don't what's know. in it. So you don't know if somebody has snuck into your room during the show and is just waiting down for you in your room. Do you know what's terrifying? Like behind me, because I've tried to, to, to make this into a, like a little cove for myself, I have this... Uh, double mattress, blow-up mattress behind me that's kind of blocking in a little bit of what would be a very high ceiling. So I can't even see behind it. So you have no idea who could be there? No, stop. Do you ever just get that when you start getting paranoid? When you start getting paranoid about someone just standing behind you because you haven't turned around in a while. Imagine doing someone there with a big knife. Literally stop it. I'm terrified now. I'm going to have to go down and get Susan. Susan's probably... Imagine went down, she was dead. (gasps) Stop! My God! It'll be the last we hear from Saoirse Long this evening. Stop that. Please stop that. Okay, Max has changed the subject. Thank God Max has just messaged in <laughs> saying, Michael McIntyre stand-up on Netflix is hilarious. Oh, that's good. Uh, they so. good, the reliable ones as well. Uh, Chappelle's, Bill Burr's. Uh, your man, I can't remember the name, is Hassan. What's his name? He has a new series on Netflix called The Patriot, Patriot Act. It's a little preachy at times, but it's not bad. Um, um, but then the serial killer ones, there's uh, the man standing behind you, Peter Kelly. No, you. no s- stop it! You're not funny. No, it's not okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I am trying to be funny. <laughs> I'm sure the serial killer has gone home by now. He was just doing a bit of research, a bit of recon before he comes back at a later stage. They generally do that: scope out their victims first, and then they'll come back at a later stage. But maybe you'll be prepared. Oh God. Well, good night uh, to you as well. You know, I hope you <laughs> sleep well. I hope actually, you know what? I hope tomorrow from 6am the kids are all outside your garden giving it 100% banging on the door, banging on the window, screaming for the whole day and night. That's what I hope happens. <laughs> but until then, you enjoy trying to get to sleep. Deep breaths, deep I will. breaths. No, we'll be fine. Listen, we'll move on to more lighter topics of discussion next. Anyway, we're going to be chatting to Tom from SaveTheStudent.org. If you're looking to save a bit of extra cash and you're wondering how much those things buried up in your uh, in the back of the cupboard or up in the attic might be worth, he'll be on to give us a rundown of old toys, by the way. Some of the toys that you grew up with that you loved, whether it was a Game Boy, Polly Pocket, Lego, whatever it was. How much is that worth now if you still have it? And you, how much, if you wanted to flog it online, how much would you get for it? He's on the way next here on FM 1. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 and we're all going to be struggling to save as much money as possible and maybe, uh, you know, increase our income a little bit more as well. And how can you do that? Especially if you're in college. College is always one of the most difficult things to fund. But uh, there's a website, savethestudent.org, and they've come up with uh, not only some obviously everyday practical advices on how you can save some money if you're heading back to college, but maybe if you can root through some things that maybe are locked away in a cupboard or up in the attic, you might be able to uh, sell them online and pocket yourself a little bit of cash. Joining us now from that website, uh, Tom, sir, how are things? Thanks for popping on. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. How much money can I make from my Beanie Babies? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good question, and it's more a matter of which Beanie Babies you have. 
so as with like all of these things you know the, the originals are the most valuable so if you've got one of the kind of original lines of beanie babies those are typically some of the most valuable some of the certain like models or, or types of them are also very valuable so there's one called humphrey the camel only 25,000 of humphreys were ever made and also a royal blue peanut elephant as well and both of these regularly sell for several hundred if not over a thousand euros as well wow, oh, wow. see i haven't actually um, looked at which ones i have i have about 20 that i've kept and i remember getting most of them the year that i turned eight so they're pretty old <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah so there you go i mean if you there's there are plenty of the beauty of beanie babies they're so popular and people love collecting them so there are loads of websites out there you know obviously a lot of these toys you could sell them on ebay or something but with beanie babies because they have such a following there are loads of websites out there where you can get valuations where you can sell them on to other collectors so if you found your beanie babies that you have and search for them on this website chances are you could probably get a good valuation as to what they were oh there you go so maybe before you dump onto uh jump onto ebay or any other auction site go to some of the more uh specialized specialized ones in beanie baby yeah definitely Okay, cool. That's, really that's good interesting to know. To know mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've always like. There's a place here that's after opening up. It's here a couple of years now, but it's basically an, a retro, old school arcade, you know, restaurant slash bar, and it's done really, really well. It's called uh, Token, I think. It's, yeah, Token down in, down in Smithfield here, but everyone has gone absolutely insane for the old old school arcade games and absolutely loves it. But is there much scope for you know people who might have an old uh, Xbox or a PS One or something like that to make a bit of money online with the games? Yeah, so I think. You know, potentially PS1 might be a little bit more valuable. Um, I don't have the exact figure in front of me, but if you're looking at, you know, as with any of these things, good condition, original packaging, all these kinds of things all aid into the value. And if you can chuck in, you know, a few of the more classic games as well, you know, some of the some of the real cult favourites, then all of these things, you kind of chuck them in together and you can maybe package them as one. You could easily get, I'd say, over 100 euros, if not more, if these things are in good condition. Is, is there any kind of very valuable old toys from the early 90s that you would say always do well? Um, so some of them are Lego sets, for example. Complete sets are where the real money is. You know, some Star Wars Lego sets, for example, can sell for several thousand euros. Again, being first edition helps. But even, you know, actually the beauty of Lego is even some more recent sets, uh, even from like the mid-noughties, they can be pretty valuable too. In fact, one very specific to the early 90s, although they still make them now, Polly Pocket, pre-1998 Polly Pockets are seen to be the most valuable of their kind of type. Two sets in particular, the Little Mermaid set and an Alice in Wonderland set, both have sold on eBay for well over a thousand euros. They were in mint condition and still fully packaged, but even kind of slightly used or whatever, that, that could still be a few hundred euros. I'm going to quit my job. I, I don't need to work anymore. <laughs> I have a collection of Beanie Babies and Polly Pockets up in the attic. Yeah, but you there have like the Little Mermaid one. Do you have the Little Mermaid uh, Polly Pocket one, Saoirse? Pre-1998. I, I definitely don't know if I do, and I wouldn't have kept any of the boxes, but you're still telling me that even if you didn't keep any kind of packaging you could still get a good amount of money from yeah i wouldn't like to put an exact number on it but it's you know these seem to be the, the highly collectible ones are the people who are buying these kind of old school items do they have like child developmental issues but they're just rich now <laughs> You know what? I might be an expert in this, but I'm not an expert on that. We'll get a a clinical psychologist on later to to, to maybe (laughs) flesh that out a little bit more. But what are are there anything else that might um, toy wise that people might have had in no nineties, even mid two thousands that might be worth a few quid? So we've had what mentioned the Beanie Babies. Now there's the Polly Pockets, like the Lego sets. I just never had the patience or or the skill to do Lego. You know what I mean? I just couldn't manage that. So never got into Lego. But is there is there anything? 
anything else that you think might do well that some people might who are listening right now might actually have in the attic? Something that people may have, because basically pretty much every single person in the world did have it at one point, Harry Potter books. So if you're talking the Philosopher's Stone, which is obviously the first book in the series, now the first edition of that is the absolute holy grail. So I think only 500 were published. And there we're talking over 30,000 euros for that. Now obviously that is exceptionally rare. Hang on, um, say that again? How much? Over 30,000 euros they sold for in the past. Yeah, well, exactly. But you've got to bear in mind, obviously, that is probably one of the biggest selling, most kind of iconic books of the last few decades. And only 500 of the first edition were published. So, you know, and also there are a couple of errors on it, I think, as well. Like there's a, there's an error um, in the print in, the, in somewhere in the book as well. So that's another thing, actually, to bear in mind with any of these toys or anything. Is that there is some kind of written error on them? Typically, that can increase the value as well because uh, yeah. it seemed to be more of a kind of niche collectible kind of thing. Yeah, and um, they kind of fix it in a, in a later print run or whatever you, you got in there first and kind of uh, uh, snag that one. But I, kn- I know you're obviously not uh, like a, a book expert. We're just talking about different ways, especially if you're going back to college um, or, you know, you're trying to make a little bit of extra cash, how you can route things through the attic. But when it comes to books, I take it uh, where the IBAN, or the, well, not the IBAN, you're not, we're not going banking here, the ISBN, is it, you know, there's a page, is that where you check to see what edition of the book you have on the first couple of pages? It's in there somewhere. Yeah, usually if you open up the first couple of pages, it will say whether it's the first or second uh, edition or whatever. But particularly, you know, well, just to take the Harry Potter example, so another way that you can identify a first edition of the first book is that the author is credited as Joanne Rowling rather than J.K. Rowling. Oh. So, like, with kind of bigger instances like this, there may be kind of very noticeable differences between first edition and, you know, when something really exploded yeah. and became a lot more standardised. Insane. Why was I never into Harry Potter? Yeah. Is there any kind of unusual toy that you've come across that you were surprised at how well it sold? One of them, yeah. Um, so, Super Soakers, the uh, the water pistol. Um, oh, yeah. A, yeah. So, again, we're talking kind of a couple of decades ago. So, there's one called the Monster XL, which was first released in, I think, in 2000. And that, you know, again, original packaging, perhaps even unopened, it has sold for over 100 euros, 150 euros before, which, for me, having just, you know, basically a bit of plastic that probably a lot of kids would have had, for that to sell for over 100 euros was a big shock to me. Yeah, that's quite surprising, isn't it? Because I'm sure that one of my brothers might have one lying around from the 80s, the late 80s. Just uh, yeah. hunk around in the shed and see what else is, is lying around there. But but listen, Tom, we appreciate you popping on and filling us in. I'm uh, itching to get back in to see if... Uh, I'm going to see what it is. My sister was a huge Harry Potter fan, so I'm going to go back to her place and raid her gaff to see if I can find what edition Harry <laughs> Potter book she has, because she literally has all of them. And then <laughs> we'll sell it for 30 grand. I'll buy an old replacement copy, replace her copy with like a newer edition, and then happy days. <laughs> no one will be none the wiser. But uh, I know you provide a lot of uh, info for kind of students uh, when it comes to personal finance and saving save, saving money. Tip number one for students is probably just don't go out six nights a week and then you might have some money at the end of the week. But here, look, um, where where is the website and um, what's the address so people can kind of uh, check out the work you're doing? Yeah, so if you head to savethestudent.org and then we have all the kinds of advice that you've just outlined and loads more as well. Brilliant. Well, listen, thanks a million for popping on and uh, uh, who knows if we do find anything in the attic, you won't speak to us again soon because we'll be living on a desert island somewhere so after <laughs> selling all of our toys and, and, uh, and collectibles. But listen, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for popping on. Yeah, thank you guys. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.